This week on the Time Blaster Toy Cast, we're blasting back to 1980-something and talking action figure vehicles. The Turbo Wheel has triumphantly returned, and with her she's brought cars, vans, space shuttles, and a tiger? Every hero needs a good ride, and we're going to discuss them all right after this break. Welcome to the Toy Cast. Toy Cast. Cue up the super soakers for the Time Blast. Time Blast. Make your tail spin from the launch pad. Launch it's the Time Blast. Time Blast. Of the Toy Cast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to check out the official ToyCast YouTube channel at Time Blaster ToyCast. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. The Time Blaster toy line is now open. Leave us your reviews, thoughts, or comments via voice message, or you can shoot us a text at 734-494-2292. We are ALIVE alive and kicking here, so crack open a cold one with the following podcast, which is scheduled for a time blast. A 60-minute time limit is in place, and we are ready to introduce today's topic. Transportation is a necessity in every world for characters, whether it's a military-themed cartoon or live-action heroes with military backgrounds, a sword and planet science fantasy with castles, a sword and planet science fantasy with felines, or bionic space enforcers chasing an alien convict. What about paranormal chasers, more space operas, rebellious reptiles, and conversion cars? Turbo is back, and nine of these modes of transportation will be thoroughly discussed as we present today nine vehicles of the 19th. 80s. And now for your hosts, they're winging today with the stress of fatherhood and fanfare of figures with actions. These real life action figure dads have their own vehicles they drive around these days, and rumor has it they have the same imagination they did at seven and pretend they are driving their favorite cartoon vehicle. They are the reigning, defending Toy Cast Tag Team Champions of the World at the Retro KO Joe at Time Blaster Toys Keith, together known as the Time Blaster Toy Cast. All right. Did what see, an intro. Did you see me roll up in the Time Blaster toy van today, guys? <laughs> oh, man. Action figure vehicles. I am stoked. Turbo's back. Dude, I miss Turbo. We were God. We were looking at the you know the past few podcasts. We, we haven't had a turbo in like months. Months. Well, yeah. I mean, we did that March Madness full of uh, bodacious brackets. We I know, man. Maybe we back. maybe we do need to do a month of turbo. You know what I mean? Let us give, know, know, listeners. Let give us her know. her just due because people love turbo episodes, yeah. and it's always fun to talk about. Yeah, I know, believe nine topics at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we started out with like a nine topics, you know, in the summer of last year, and I think turbo became. Birthed in uh, in August, maybe maybe need September. To the calendar, maybe. So happen. so Turbo yeah. Birthday Month, we celebrate yeah. it all month long. That's that, right. That I like could, that idea. Actually, yeah, I do. All right. Well, we've got nine vehicles to talk about, but before we get too deep into mm. that, we got a review, right? We, we got a local brother, Downriver brother, Downriver Zach, and he writes. This review was a long time in the making for me, having listened to episode one all the way through to the most recent episode. You all have a way of speaking to the child in me, reminiscing about simpler times, growing up in Downriver, Michigan, going to Kmart and hunting TMT, going to Eureka Road Toys R Us and hunting the Automorph and Power Rangers, all the way to KB Toys and finding Bone Crunchers 3 for 10. Hey. The guys keep me intrigued from start to finish and keep me eagerly waiting for the next story that hits home for me. 
On a different note, if you all ever have a Tommy Lasorda baseball tournament Ooh. and you need some loyal <laughs> listeners to fill the bracket, I am your guy. Thanks for entertaining me every week and keeping that inner child alive, Zach. Thank you, Zach. What a review. And uh, Dave is like, he's over there. He's already like, let's fo- do it now. He's already formulating a plan for this Tommy hey, Lasorda baseball tournament. Now, now I know. Back in the day, when I was a Downriver Dave, Down Downriver Keith <laughs> at the time, who my competition was going to these stores and, and snagging up all the bone crunchers. It was Zach. And it, was then, you, it was you, Zach. You're the one that got all those bad boys before I could get there, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs> Left me Vader. And who knew Tommy Lasorda baseball was so popular in such a small southeast region in, yeah, in, sure. of Detroit? I think it just speaks to how popular Tommy Lasorda baseball was everywhere, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. We're all loving it. But yeah, again, thanks, Zach. Awesome review. We appreciate you. Guys, are we ready, though? It's turbo time. It's turbo time. Should she, we dust off her old wheel there? Yeah, she's be creaking uh, like me in a wrestling ring. Right, Let's see. WD-40 on her real quick. Here we go. Spinning. What's going to be the first? Whew. I don't know. I don't remember what you guys had as your three. I picked two bangers and one like wild card. We are on Battle Cat. Oh, okay. That's one of my Hall of Fame picks right there. I, you, got, you can't talk 1980s vehicles. Without talking about Battle Cat, right? Absolutely. So this is Masters of the Universe. He-Man and Masters of the Universe. 1982 Mattel. We all know. We oh, all man. know this vehicle. Absolutely. There's cars on our list. There's space shuttles on our list. There's trucks. There's vans. There's only one Tiger, baby. <laughs> For real. And it's green with orange stripes. Mm-hmm. It's got armor. It's got a helmet. Battle Cat. We all know it. Would you guys, did you guys have a Battle Cat yes. back in the day? I did, yeah. Yep. I mean, everybody had Battle Cat. The... Real quick, I'll tell the story of the inception of Battle Cat. Okay. It has to be told. Yeah. So <clears throat> in 82, when Mattel's producing Masters of the Universe, there's money, you know, and all the sculpts of the figures, they need vehicles, right? And they yeah. don't want to spend money because it's an unproven line. They don't know if it's going to work. So they're trying to think, what do we have in our banks? What kind of molds do we have that we can turn into a vehicle for this toy line? They don't have anything, right? Right. But somebody remembers... There's this toy line called Big Jim in the 1970s. It's a 12-inch action figure like a G.I. Joe. And in one of these packs, adventure packs, Big Jim comes with a big tiger. (laughs) Big orange, regular-looking tiger, right? So their idea is, okay, use that for the Master of the Universe. And the guys that are working on the line, they're like, we can't use that. This tiger is twice the size of the figure. It doesn't make sense at all. He's way too big. Mm One of the guys and Mattel goes, it's fine. He can ride it, you know, yeah. put a, put him on it, right? So they paint this tiger up green. They make him look cool. The guys come in. They see it. They're like, look, this is unreal. This makes no sense. This tiger's too huge. The guy's like, I don't care how big he is. Put a saddle on him. He can ride it like <laughs> yeah. a horse. Yep. A couple days go by. Guy goes back into the room, is presented. Now he's got Battle Cat all green with a saddle, with a helmet. He-Man's sitting on it. Gold was struck. They're like, Dude. yes, that's it. That's, I mean... Nobody's going to mess with a guy riding a giant tiger no. with armor and a helmet, with a sword and an axe. Awesome. I'm surprised that so many of those guys thought that a giant tiger was a bad idea. Are you kidding? <laughs> Make un- it up. Put it in the stores. It, Let's go. It's, it's unreal. We grew up with all sorts of heroes riding yeah. horseback, but yeah. this is tiger back. Freaking tiger. Yeah, and this is coming out of the late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. So you have to wonder about psychedelics being taken. <laughs> You're right. I think a lot of these decisions in Master of the Universe were made <laughs> under the influence of alcohol and po- possibly other things as yes. well. But yeah, so 
Battle Cat is iconic, and then that's He-Man's ride. Yeah. So you've got Skeletor flip let's side. Let's use it again. Let's use it again. Yep. You know, Skeletor's purple, so let's give him a purple cat. Mm-hmm. But we'll make him a little different, right? We're going to give him that little flocked feel. So he's going to be soft to the touch a little bit. Yeah. Give him a green saddle. No helmet, for Panthor, no helmet for Panthor. But two iconic cats. I love them. Origins has made them. They've gone one step further. Those, are, with, those origin cats are great. Even more articulation on yeah. those cats. And then we just had in the shop last week, actually, I sold it. I shipped it away overseas yeah. yesterday. Duplicate with Faker. Duplicate's awesome. Which is Faker and his robotic fake cat. Have you so, told your uh, Duplicate little art project on here yet? I have not. Maybe I could. Maybe you should. I should, and you I could post a, post a photo yeah. of it as well. So Duplicate, Dave, is it was a PowerCon exclusive, super expensive. I uh-huh. just I just sold it the other day for $350 plus shipping. Dang. That's what he goes for. Yeah, crazy. And my son, Windsor... Obviously, crazy about Master of the Universe. I yep. talk about it every week. He's an origins completist. And he wants them all, and he wants a duplicate. But he knows. I'm like, buddy, it's way... Because we're going to open it and play with it. Yeah. I'm like, it's too expensive. We can't. But I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll make you one. Mm-hmm. There's a million battle cats in the universe. <laughs> They're sure. everywhere. There's probably 10 in our shop. Yep. So we ripped one open. We took it home. Custom painted that boy. Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of time on it. He looks great, right? He, looked legit. I mean, he looks just like yeah, it. Yeah, you did a great job. So we have a custom duplicate at home. That's now. sweet. And then, like a couple days, like a week or two later, the real one came in the shop. And then we brought it side by side. We looked. We're like, it's pretty yeah, close. It's pretty good. For he playing, can, he can appreciate that one more. Sure. You, know, you guys yeah. put the time and effort into. It. When's the last time you customed a toy? That was a big <laughs> thing for you for a long time. Uh, it was fun doing that. Yeah. Because yeah. I love doing that type of stuff. I just don't have time anymore. It's yeah. been a while. But yeah, I now that I've done that for him, he wants me to make him more. Now oh, he wants a, he wants a Motu Origins figure of himself. I'm like, oh, I'm like I got you. That's yeah. sweet. I'm like I got you, that's buddy. That's gonna be sweet. Gonna be a and his brother. name Win- Windsor. I'm yeah. like Windsor. 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 You're a Master oh, of the Universe character. It writes itself. Perfect. <laughs> I love oh, it. Anyways, tangent, guys. Battle I mean, Cat's great. Yeah, he is great. <laughs> we can't follow that and top it. I mean, <laughs> All right, guys, that's we'll it. see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, that, that Battle Cat, sweet. I didn't realize that um, that that's what they did with uh, with Panthor. Yeah. That he was just that. They just he learned them. something yeah. new. Mm-hmm. Also, only on Eternia is where you can ride cats. Only, yep. Take yeah. me there. I want to ride a giant tiger. <laughs> All right, we ready to spin? We're yes. ready to spin. All right, she's going around. She's what a little warmed up us, now. Turbo? All right. From Tiger to... Oh, man, we are landing on a classic. We're talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the party wagon. That's it. Also referred to as the turtle van, as all of us kids called it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have these written down because these were worded so good and I couldn't remember. A lot of alliteration coming our way? Kind of, but I just... I just there's something about the way that Playmates wrote their descriptions yeah. in the box, right? So they have turtle shell hubcaps, shell-proof armored windshield visor, Dual CB antenna machine guns. Mm-hmm. It has a swinging spring action foot tenderizer. That's it. And that's, you know, with the rubber band, you would hold your one figure there. Mm-hmm. And it has a foot finder radar blaster and a street level bomb slide for launching wacko bombs. That's it. It's amazing. It's an iconic Oh, vehicle. my gosh. It one of my all-time favorites. It really doesn't get... I mean, it, it does get better, but I mean... 
And it's funny that people, um, I think I brought this up before, how people complain about the turtle van being too Fisher pricey. What? And that doesn't make sense. No way. Why? Because there's no plastic glass in the windshield? Who cares? It's for playing, man. Absolutely. And, for, uh, and it was made, you know what I mean? That top yeah. opens and you've got all the space. You so can get two space. turtles behind the, the wheel of the yeah. vehicle. It's got everything you want. It's I love great. it. I loved it too. And I loved swinging your turtle out and running over your foot. Mm-hmm. It was just hours. And Keep. think of all the party wagons in the world with broken off doors or missing oh, the top. Yeah. Even then, if it's just a shell and it's missing all the extras, it's still cool. It still cool. looks cool. It's still cool. Even when people put all the stickers in the wrong places. <laughs> oh, we got a wild one in the other day. Did I show you that one? I was here. I saw it. Okay. Yeah. That one was insane. They, they put the all motor. the window stickers on the roof of the... Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> that that one was nuts. Yeah. The sticker that normally goes on the back was on the inside. On the inside. On the inside. Trying like... to make it a control panel or something. <laughs> I don't know what that kid was doing. Yeah, that kid was wild with those stickers. Hey, you leave a kid to their own devices. Their this imagination one, can run wild. It was a wild one. But the party wagon is so iconic. That's 1989, though. That's it's right. Yeah. Or 88, 89, right? Like on... It's like real close. I think. Yeah, it, I feel like it was pretty out pretty early. It's early. It's I mean, what kid didn't have this toy, right? You I needed it. I can't think of anyone who didn't have a party wagon. I did not have a party wagon. There was one in your house, though. You would have shot a hockey no. puck through. You probably no. just had to look in the basement. There was one there. No, <laughs> no. My, I, I've, I've played a lot with party wagons. My cousin had one. My na- neighbor kid had one. We just... Like, you guys know me and Turtles. I mean, come on. Right. I got a question. Who... Uh, Who's driving the party wagon if you're in charge? You're playing right now. Who's who's buying the wheel? Donnie. Usually Donatello. Oh, he was, yeah. he was always driving in the show. Yeah. He's the most responsible yeah. of the so turtle. Like subconsciously, you're like, yeah, Donnie built this thing. He's going to drive it. Okay. Yeah. You wouldn't put like a non-turtle behind the wheel? It's got to be Donnie himself. Maybe well, April drove it in the cartoons. So maybe April could okay. get behind yeah. the Just wheel. asking, just wondering. Consider it. What about you? Who drove, who drove your party wagon? Uh, now I think I throw Genghis Frog behind the wheel. Genghis Frog. Because <laughs> then you got all four turtles could do some battle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Genghis Frog seems like he'd be good. Were Put you, his shades on, he'd be a good driver. Were you maybe. ever kind of disappointed that you couldn't <laughs> fit all four turtles in the front seat like in the show? Yeah. I, I feel like I was sometimes. Yeah. Like, I wish I could get all four of these brothers How in here. How big would that party wagon have had to be, though? I'm not sure. <laughs> Just they could have put a back seat in, like kind of condensed that back space a little bit, put another row. They should have. Dual, dual seating would have yeah. been nice. Yeah. Fair. Playmates has made their money back on that mold, oh, huh? Yeah. They don't that care thing gets, every five years, that thing gets re-released. Yeah. But it's iconic. Love it. One of my top three of all time. For sure. All right, Turbo. Let's uh, let's get rid of that so we don't land. Battle it. cat party wagon. This list. This read list read like a sad. who's who over here. All right. We ended on the return of the Jedi Y wing. Okay, Star Wars. I mean, did anybody have a Y wing besides me here? I actually looked one up, and uh, there was one in my house. Yes, yes. Your I brothers did. that you weren't allowed to touch. Yes. Yep. Oh, yep. I saw it quite a bit. I know you could put two people in there, but go ahead and describe it, Yeah, Joe. so, I mean, the Y-Wing, um, you can actually see the Y-Wing in, in Star Wars, the very first movie, um, and it had a, um, did it have a die-cast release? It had some kind of smaller release, but you actually didn't get an action figure compatible Y-Wing until the Return of the Jedi line in 1983, and um, it was a big ship, it had great details, and it had electronic feature which kind of sounded like a laser, but it kind of didn't. And it spun the cannons on the top, and it had a bomb underneath. That That's you could the bomb drop. that breaks into two? It breaks into two, and yeah. you can drop the bomb, and it has a slot for your R2 unit. But I always like putting R5 in that spot. He fit? He fits. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the same base, yeah. Oh. So you stick R5 in the Y-Wing because that's what was in the movie. Um, it's just great. It's a great ship. That's, a, that's one that comes around pretty frequently now, yeah. secondhand in the shop, but it's always missing stuff. Because it's always missing the struts in the back. Is that, yeah, because yeah, yeah. each each one is independent, right? There's like There's four of the four long... four struts on each one of the engines. Yeah, and then the little circular piece on yep. the back. Yeah, yeah that thing's always... Missing. Or you'll get one, someone will bring it in, and like the struts won't match, and you can clearly tell it's like power the force struts yeah, on, a, on a vintage. The yeah, but they fit. It's the same mold. They fit. It is the exact same so mold, for right? Display if you don't care, yeah, you can complete a, a vintage one cheaper than buying the vintage parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a little story. If you go, shameless plug, go to YouTube and type in the Time Blaster Toy Cast. There you go. Go to our official YouTube channel. Go to the very first video ever uploaded to that channel, and it is myself and uh, my family when we went to the Toy Hio Toy Show. Okay. And this was probably back in 2017. And we're walking around that show, and this is when my son Harrison, Star Wars everything at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got some figures, and towards the end of the day, we're in the back of the building, and a guy had a Y-Wing, and it, it was missing a lot of pieces, and he had, I think, 40 bucks on it. Yeah. And Harrison picked it up, and he was pretending to fly it around, and he loved it so much, and that guy told me, take it home. Oh, and that's he, he cool. He gave it to us for free, and Harrison got a free vintage Y-Wing. That's awesome. And it just goes to show you these guys, you know, you're collectors and you grew up playing with the stuff. And there's something about seeing kids playing with these same toys. They're yeah. Like, like, he's got to have it. Just take it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that was great. Great experience. That's awesome. Yeah. That's what it's about, man. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. All right, let's spin this. Maybe I'll get my last one and I'll just sit back. I'll say maybe Dave will have one to talk about. <laughs> oh, here we are. Landing on the Mirage. All right. Okay. All right, so we have the Mirage from Silverhawks, uh, made by Kenner, 1987. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the jet, the big jet they flew around. And the cool thing about this is all five Silverhawks could fit in there. Yeah, they each had like a, their own pod. They all had their own pod, and the way they they were set up is like they were ready. So when you when you locked them into their pod, when you open it up and took them out, right when they would come out, their wings would release. That's sweet. That's so it was cool. it was a very cool little technology piece they put in there, and it came with my favorite. Uh, Silverhawk at the time, Bluegrass. So came with the Bluegrass oh, figure. Oh, he came with it? He was a wow. pilot. So yeah, he came with it. So I never got Bluegrass, and I never got the Mirage, and I told my Christmas story <laughs> a long time ago. That was the one thing I wanted for Christmas that year. Santa let me down. Um, Good old Saint Nick. Which sucks, which sucked, but hey, you know what? Those toys sucked anyway, as I mentioned. <laughs> and was so disappointed, so Santa I got over it quick. was just looking out for you. Yeah, like, you know. Little Dave doesn't really want. Yeah, he he was, he was, he was. And, you know, the cool thing about the Mirage 2 is it fired missiles. Um, But, yeah, I always thought the coolest thing about it was when they engaged out of their pods, their wings would come out, and they could could fly out of there, which was pretty sweet. And then in the show, that's where the majority of the show took place. It was basically like, let's take the Millennium Falcon, uh, the concept of how Han and Chewie would fly in there, let's put bluegrass in there, and... We'll go scene by scene and go, hey, when they're flying the Falcon, what are they doing? Yeah. And it was just kind of <laughs> like Bluegrass as a pilot just parting it up in the in the cockpit. And it was just a cool backdrop mm-hmm. for for that show. And I loved the show and wanted it, never had it, but I thought it was a really cool jet. Yeah, it's a very valuable vehicle. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, of all the ones on the list today, I'd have to look at them again real quick, but I think it's, I mean, it's top two. It might be loose complete, the most valuable yeah. thing on this list. Wow. Yeah, because I had one in the shop in the last year or two, and it sold for $500 loose. So wow. I could not imagine boxed, you yeah, know what I mean? For sure. I, and I think that's 
just to show, you know, not a lot of kids probably had it back yeah. in the day. But yeah, really unique. Santa looked out for a lot of children. Yeah. Really unique in its design with the five pods. Gives oh. you those like Power Ranger vibes yeah, where they're all in Megazord sure. together and uh-huh. they each are, got their own like little captain's chair. Yep. You know what I mean? I could totally picture that. But yeah, Mirage is a cool one. Very cool. Let's spin Turbo one more time. What you got for us, Turbo? Big hitter right here. The Ecto-1. You know, you know we can't talk 1980s vehicles without Absolutely me not. talking about the <laughs> Ecto-1. So this is 1986 Kenner. Um, Ghostbusters comes out in 1984. Yep. Huge hit. Way bigger of a hit with kids than anyone anticipated. For real, though. Um, you know, so toys weren't available when the movie first came out because yeah. they did not think they had you know a property oh. that kids would want that would lead to a cartoon, which mm. would lead to a toy line. So it takes two years, but eventually in 86, Real Ghostbusters comes out by Kenner. We know these figures, iconic, iconic action figures, all got re-released in the last few years by Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Ecto-1, just an iconic vehicle, right? Yeah. Got that white, you know, ambulance-slash-vintage-hearse-looking car. Got the gunner seat on top with guns on each side. That gunner seat. Got that awesome claw, right? Mm-hmm. Engage the exhaust. Pull that claw out, snatch a ghost, and as you drive away, it's retracting that claw into the back, capturing the ghost. I loved the Ecto-1. It's such I, a great action feature. Yeah, I loved it. Did you guys have Ecto-1 oh, as did, a kid? yeah. Yes, actually, uh, I did mm-hmm. have Ecto-1. Very cool. Uh, good, because we got to get the guys in there, too, which was awesome. And they all could fit, in yeah. theory. There was in two theory, seats, yeah. you know, passenger and driver, for sure. In the back, you could throw eight Ghostbusters if you wanted. Like, yeah. just shit. And just then you got in. the gunner seat on top, so they could all fit. Mm-hmm. Janine could fit back there. Awesome vehicle. One thing that could not fit is the Ecto-1 in the Ghostbusters Firehouse. Oh, man, don't get me started. <laughs> We've talked about it at length. <laughs> you could fit 75 to 80% oh, of it through those doors. That bothered me so much but as it a could, kid. But it just couldn't fit, man. And then if you put the uh, the containment unit where it's supposed to go in the firehouse yeah. on the bottom, mm-hmm. then your Ecto-1 ain't going in there at all. You because, gotta park it on the street and get parking tickets. Yeah, put the containment unit on street. the roof, capture yeah. ghosts on the roof. Yeah, you could. Then slide down the fire pole, mm-hmm. hop in the Ecto-1, passenger side first if you're... Yeah. Yeah, awesome vehicle. Love that vehicle. Iconic. Very, very cool. All right, let's do another spin on Turbo. All right, Turbo. Okay, this is the one I've been wanting to talk about the most, okay? <laughs> this, this, my, is, <laughs> this is Chuck Norris's Corvette. So this is my wild card. Um, there's lots of great 1980s vehicles. Like We, I, we all could have came up with 10. Oh, yeah, easily. And I was like, I don't want it to read like a who's who of the most famous yeah. vehicles we've already talked about a million times. Mm-hmm. We, we've never talked about the Chuck Norris Karate Commandos Corvette. Yeah, <laughs> we've never have. Never. When I told you guys this... Did you even know what I was talking about? I have I have heard it, but like, I couldn't picture what it looked like. Dave, I had to look it up. I, once I looked it up, I was like, "Oh my god, I have I've seen that with my own two eyes, but I don't know where, how, oh, what." Okay. But I've seen it in person, yeah. like with all the stuff coming out of it. Yeah, I remember it. It's uh pretty iconic in its way. It's like everyone had it, but no one knew what it was. Exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Even even me, you know, surrounded by toys for all these years, it was probably not until six or seven years ago that when I got another one that I was like, you know, I'm holding it. I'm like, I had this. I remember this. What is this? <laughs> and I had to, I'm like, oh, it's Chuck Norris Karate Commando. So it's 1986 Kenner. Mm-hmm. I feel like Kenner made everything Kenner, in the 80s. Yeah. But, you know, so that 
Karate Commando's action figure line is like a six-inch scale action figure, right? Yeah. Um, only ten figures in the line. Three of them are Chuck Norris. And the other seven are just generic villains for Chuck Norris to beat up based on a cartoon that could not have had more than ten episodes. Yeah. I know I never saw the cartoon. Me neither. Uh, but this was a Big Lots special, for sure. Yeah. Rolling up into Big Lots and getting the whole Karate Commando's line and the car at once. Dang. So picture, uh, you know, a nice size red corvette that you could fit a six inch action figure in so good size pretty good maybe not as big as barbie's corvette yeah but pretty close you know what i mean bigger than the ecto-1 yeah you know what i mean big and this thing had so many cool features you the windshield you'd push it down and from the hood of the car a giant like blade gold blade would just come flying out of the front Mm -hmm. then it had like the headrest for the corvette you push that thing down Two giant blades pop out of the side of the Corvette. Doof. Chuck Norris and his So you hit those two things. You could be surrounded by villains. Surrounded in the front and the sides. You hit those two buttons, boom, you're knocking down everybody in one shot. Great feature. From the back, it's got this little feature like a catapult. Mm -hmm. Because on the back, it has like like circular discs that kind of look like ninja stars. And it comes packed with, I think, like six in the box. But there's slots for 14 of these things. So you Dang. can have 14 of these things in the back, but it's got this little thing. You stick two of them in the place and like the back bumper, whatever type of thing of the car, you hit it and it like shoots two of the um, stars in the air as a catapult. Yeah. Awesome vehicle. I loved that thing. It was tricked out. It was all red. It had like gold spray paint uh, graffiti on the hood and on the sides of the car. Just says two letters, baby. Mm. C N. <laughs> Chuck Norris. What crazy modifications he made to that car. That's <laughs> incredible. Do you think like Chuck Norris ever went on like Pimp My Ride or one of those and had an actual red Corvette and had them create? This is what I want you to make. If I was Chuck Norris, I'd take that Walker Texas Ranger money and I would get myself a full scale Karate Commando Corvette. Yes, That'd I would. Be crazy. Chuck, it would, Chuck Norris doesn't drive the Corvette. It drives him. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't run on gas. It runs on fear. <laughs> awesome vehicle, man. I loved it. You know who so, would be really so scared of that so. thing? Hmm. Is Jeff Jarrett. Be oh. terrified. <laughs> of- <laughs> he, Chuck Norris would jump from the driver's seat with a spinning heel kick right to the chest. <laughs> All right, Tony Khan, book that. <laughs> I want to see that. Could you imagine wrestling show? Chuck Norris' music hits. In a karate commando Corvette so drives out like an Eddie Guerrero lowrider, engages the button and just giant blades go flying oh, out. Oh my gosh. Awesome. <laughs> Matching my dreams right there. All right, let's spin this turbo. We got three left on this wheel. I'm buying a karate commando Corvette. You sold it. You sold it. But before you buy that, let's talk about the Condor. There we yes, go. Yes, from Mask. This is the smallest vehicle on the list. By far, and probably the cheapest. Um, which I'll get into the price in a minute. But 1985, Mask, uh, we've talked about the show a little bit. Awesome theme song. Incredible, th- incredible. Unbelievable theme song. Like top three theme songs, maybe. Unreal. So one of the uh, vehicles featured in that music video intro with this sweet theme song in 1985, Kenner said, hey, I want that as a toy. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the featured vehicles in there. Awesome. It's a, the Condor. Mm-hmm. It's a green motorcycle. That also serves as a helicopter. Um, and to me, like looking back, and I like to do this with toys and go, that toy influenced a whole line of things. We've talked about Samurai Leo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
this toy influenced <laughs> West Coast Choppers. <laughs> that show does not exist without the Condor. Without the Condor, might be They saw this. Those guys, the 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 guy with the big mustache whose name escapes me, the West yeah. Coast Choppers guys. Guy. You guy. can picture them. I can picture them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, God, we want these motorcycles. And I love motorcycles, but I also love choppers. And when I was a kid in the 80s, I saw this cartoon that had a motorcycle that turned into a chopper. And it was bright green. And they just said, let's go with all the bright colors and let's make this possible. So I don't know if that's factual or not, but in my heart and in my head, that is what happened. Um, and nonetheless, that's what it was. Big, bright green, not big, it was very small. Bright green motorcycle. Um, turned into a helicopter. I played a lot with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came with a figure as well. Brad Chopper Turner. Brad Turner, baby, in that yellow jumpsuit. Looking yeah. like Lewis Tully with yes. a helmet on his head. <laughs> a sweet yellow jumpsuit. He was also a rock star. Was like Brad who, Turner was? Brad Turner was a gigantic rock star <laughs> in his free time, <laughs> selling out the Whiskey A Go-Go every yeah, Saturday night. What did he play? Uh, he, was a, he was an axe man. Come on, he's a okay, chopper. Just... He's going to be shredding the <laughs> did guitar. Did he also sing? I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, he could do both. Wow. He was a, James Hetfield uh, just rocking out like a madman out there. Um, but yeah, it came out. It was six bucks. In 1985, when this thing hit hit the shelf, so you got a figure, um, three and three quarter inch Brad Rockstar Turner <laughs> Chopper, <laughs> the man with a motorcycle chopper, my favorite toy of all the times. Um, I mean, for six bucks, you couldn't go wrong. The way it worked is like, so as the motorcycle itself, the the helicopter piece like folded down, yeah, and it was like a like adjacent to or perpendicular I guess would be the not perpendicular because that's what it does when it went up parallel yes parallel to the body of the of the motorcycle Mm -hmm. but then you could flip the landing gear down which would be like the kickstand almost then you could bring the propeller up the propeller extend the the black propeller would then extend out and then the back tire would kick out to serve as like the back propeller as like a helicopter would Mm -hmm. have and then that thing could fly and it was so sweet so sick what's uh the Condor, what's the optimal? You want it as the bike or as the chopper, or you couldn't decide you loved them both equally? Oh, I mean, for me, playing with it, I loved them both because this also was perfect size for G.I. Joe's to fit on, too. Mm-hmm. So when, when Brad Turner would go missing, I'd be like, Beachhead's right here. <laughs> Beachhead needs to escape this. I mean, he's surrounded by cobras, and he found Condor sitting in this bush. Mm-hmm. He's gonna hop on. <laughs> he's gonna get on the ground, and then when all the, like the the tanks are coming after him that the yeah, Joes or that the cobras fly. have, yeah. he's gonna get up in the air. And he's going to spin around, and they're going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's going to start firing blasters at him. He's going to escape out of there. And then Turner comes out of Madison Square Garden after yeah. his sold-out show. <laughs> what the hell's my bike? You know, yeah. That, that's right. He got done playing a gig on the beach oh. of Santa Monica, and Beachhead, you know, took his took his bike. But, hey, it was sweet. Um, my only bad memory of Condor, which actually is a really positive memory, because like my first family dog named Doobie. Um, <laughs> Doobie, Doobie. We've heard the story. <laughs> Doobie the, brother. With the beagle. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I was playing with the Condor. I dropped him, and, you know, I went to go pick up Condor, and he bit me because it happened to be by a bone where he buried. And mm. it was sad and tragic that my dog bit me, but at the same time, it's a great memory I have of playing with the Condor. Yeah. You'll never In forget. the 90s. I mean, this was like years after Mask, and I was still playing with that toy. 
I'm re- recently gifted one by a good friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and it sits on my bookshelf. And I every look at it every day. Every man needs to be re- reunited with their condor. Yes. Maybe get, we maybe we need to get you a second condor. Then Ooh. you can display one as a bike and the one as a now helicopter next to it. Something. There now we go. Dave will make room on the bookcase for that. I'll get you. Yeah. You know that's right. I'll get you a second. Brad the Axeman Chopper Turner. And the you'll... Axeman. <laughs> All right. Condor. Are you ready to spin this? I think so. We got two left. Let's see where we end up. We second to last here is the A Team Van. I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> <laughs> you and I both, Joe. You and I both, and so does Hannibal Smith. So 1983, Galoob releasing the A Team Tactical Van. It's our only non-cartoon entry, I believe. Yeah, Chuck Norris yeah. Corvette was a cartoon. Okay, yeah, it yeah. was cartoon. So the A Team guys, when they first came out, I believe they were six inches. And um, the van that came out with them in the first wave was like a Hot Wheels van. It was diecast. Then for whatever reason, a couple months later, uh, they said, let's go G.I. Joe style. So they go three and three quarter inch. Yeah. And they also say, let's make a van playset. Yeah. We want to put these dudes in the van. Yeah. Right. It came with B.A. Baracus. So Mr. T mm-hmm. gets a G.I. Joe version of them. Very cool that you got a Mr. Version or Mr. T version um, and the thing about these guys, the A-Team guys, is they fit right in with G.I. Joe's. So they all had military backgrounds. They all had their own little vehicles. It was Murdoch had some kind of piloted gimmick. Mm-hmm. He had his own version of the Condor, if you will. Condor ripoff. Yeah, maybe, for the, maybe the inspiration for Condor, actually. He may have been the inspiration for West Coast Choppers. Who knows? <laughs> uh, they all four fit in there, though. Plenty of room in the back to put all their weaponry and accessories uh, the roof came off the van. Galoob was like, "We'll have uh, we'll have the roof come off so you can put the guys in." Yeah, yeah, you gotta be able to play around a little bit. Exactly. The cool thing, just like in the show, it came with a stop sign and construction equipment. So, like in the show, the A team would set up shop and like a little fake area to confuse and trap the bad guys. <laughs> it worked every time. Awesome that it fit right in with GI Joes, and I could play with them and the mask guys. Uh, with the A-Team Tactical Van. I remember playing with this mostly at my grandparents' house. So some toys I would take there and leave there, or my brother, or whatever. I mean, I should. Next time I go, I should go in that basement and see if my grandpa still has his toy bin, and I might find a Mumra down there. You I might should. find an A-Team there, Tactical there's Van. There's been a few times where you've said yeah, you think it's still there. I, I realize you, it thinking about this. If you go down there and you find this thing, you have to bring it here. Oh, of course. Don't tell us. Hit record, and then let's just record let's go through going it. through this yeah. thing. That would be so fun. But Ooh. yeah, the A-Team Van, that's the one uh, vehicle on this list that I am the least familiar with. Like, I didn't have it as a yeah. kid. Very... I don't think I've had one in the shop in all my toy buying years. I don't really recall seeing one. I don't think it turns up that often. It must not. I've had, a, yeah. I've had a Mirage, you know what exactly. I mean? But not yeah, yeah. an A-Team van. Does the A-Team toys in general ever really turn Once up? Once in a while. Yeah. In the last year, I had some of the, the small three and three-quarter guys that you're talking about. Yeah. Had the figures, but no van. But yeah, it'd be cool Crazy. to see. One of these days, it'll turn up. Yeah, Sounds awesome. I'll see if I'll see if it's there. Who knows? It could have been a garage sale. 25 years ago. Yeah, he's like, I sold that in 1991. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got 10 cents for I that. I thought you were done for. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, right. one left. Two. We're ending on... Time for that confetti to pop. We're ending on on a banger. I don't even know if it's going to let me spin again. It's not going (laughs) to let me spin. I'll spin it manually. Oh, look at that. We're ending on Optimus Prime. Dang. This, I mean, I had to pick Optimus, right? I mean, iconic, iconic vehicle Mm -hmm. slash figure. and, And he was first released in Japan as Battle Convoy. Battle par- Convoy. Battle Convoy as part of the Diaclone line. And then, as we all know, he was released by Hasbro in 1984 as part of the first wave, that glorious generation that we know as G1. And he came with a blaster, a gas pump, and he had a small little roller vehicle that would you could roll out of his trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, doing a little bit of reading up on Optimus, I learned something that I did not know before. Maybe, oh. maybe you know. Do you know about the variant of Optimus um. that regards to his bumper? No. So there is the standard version of Optimus on his bumper. There's like two little like divots that stick out okay. on his bumper, and then there's a smooth bumper. Ah, that smooth bumper is a variant, pretty pricey. Which one came first? The ones with the little bumps. Okay. So wow. um, everyone at home, check your Optimus because if you got a smooth bumper, you're sitting on you're sitting on some money. Yeah. Um, what I love about Optimus, I didn't have one, but my cousin had one, and he was easy to transform. Yeah. Right? So like you're not you're not melting your brain trying to transform some of these guys. You would stand him up, you'd fold on his arms, you'd pop up his head, put his blast in his hand, and you were ready to go. Mm-hmm. Any yeah. memories about Optimus? I mean, I've had a ton. I've had as a child none. Did not have Optimus. Yeah. Prime. Really? Didn't have any Transformers. I didn't really. I, I didn't really either. But I had a, a neighbor kid that was really into some Transformers, and and I don't know how many he had, but I remember Optimus Prime being the only one I could transform quickly and easily absolutely and um and i thought that was and he just looked the coolest yes. like of the ones he had i remember yeah. seeing the show and the show was the show i don't remember much about it but i said a couple of weeks ago that that'd be one thing that i kind of wish i was into mm-hmm. because they are really cool toys and it's a cool thing it just never appealed to me but i remember flipping that optimus around and being like, this guy it's kind of cool but yeah, the trailer folds down you got a little playset kind of base command area which was cool mm-hmm. even though in the cartoon when he transformed we don't know where the trailer went it just disappeared <laughs> he parked that thing off screen <laughs> yeah you did see it you know in recent years i've had a I, right now in the shop in the case at yeah. the bottom right by you, you dave one. is an optimus yeah. prime he's like 99 percent complete yep um but it usually takes a good four or five Optimuses now to get like one complete one. To get everything. This one's gonna be missing a fist, or this one's arms broken off. Or, yeah. And it did. It did. It probably took three or four to get that one in there as clean as he is. You know, with his little gas. Um, the gas pump. His gas pump with that little itty bitty hose. The little tiny hose. That's always gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, really iconic figure, Optimus Prime. So many of those G1 Transformers. You know, we're talking top nine vehicles of the 80s yeah transformers in a, in and of itself is like it 100 have its, vehicles yeah, it's yeah. mask is 100 vehicles <laughs> yeah. gi joe is 100 vehicles yeah, I, yeah. I cut joe for the a team uh, yeah i mean there's just so many I want, everyone knows joe how many people know the a team band so yeah you, you, you did a service there. masters of the universe i wanted to talk about dragon walker i wanted to talk i could have did yeah. nine vehicles on that it's just wild how many iconic vehicles we had at our disposal as kids you know what i mean yeah There's it's just insane. like every line had great ones and the thing with like optimus prime and, and transformers is they're huge right mm-hmm. so like how much did they retail for condor was six bucks yeah the 18 van i think i saw was like nine or ten bucks it was either 8.99 or 9.99 mm-hmm. mirage was expensive yeah but like oh transformer optimus prime that thing had to be like 
over $10. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely over $10. Yeah, I don't know what the... I mean, there was different size transformers, too, so there was yeah. all sorts of price points, but... Yeah, for sure. Optimus was pricey. And, yeah. you know, once we get near the late 80s, uh, you know, Party Wagon, that thing had to retail for at least 20, 20, 25 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like we said, we didn't talk Joe, but there's G.I. Joe vehicles that we would have got, you could have got up to $50 on Absolutely. some of that stuff. They yeah. Were, That's, yeah, I think Mirage you know, was either 50 or 7. This would be their, I think it was 60. Sixty nine ninety nine or fifty nine ninety nine. I don't tell you what though, guys. I did see uh, Chuck Norris Karate Commando. There's no yeah. way I, I paid more than five dollars for that. I thing. believe I it. Lots. Worth it was... every penny. <laughs> and now you probably are going to look into getting one, and you're going to be like, Ooh, <laughs> "This is a little pricey." I need to make sure I buy it before this podcast drops because I don't want everyone listening to rush and try to <laughs> right. compete with me and buy the the Corvette. So if you're hearing this, I've already bought it. You have too much influence on the market. Now. <laughs> <laughs> we we got to be careful what we say. That's my goal to one day influence. <laughs> The, the value but yeah even when optimus came out he was pretty hard to find in the store from uh some of the stuff that i read people struggle to find optimus. i believe it i mean he's like one of the top yeah. if not the main he you know what i mean a, like he's saw, I saw iconic he's, character yeah like, a great role model for kids this guy like he just wanted peace for all sentinel beings that's all he wanted <laughs> you know yeah well next week we are going to have a special guest joining us. Yeah. We haven't we haven't had a a remote guest in quite some time. I I know I'm always iffy on the remote guests. You know, yeah. it's got we got to get it just just right. Um, we've had some good interviews recently, but they've all been in the shop. This will be remote. Yeah. But yeah, next week, this wrestling figure brother, just like us, right? Yeah. He's the co-owner of Major Bendy's. It's Mike Canick. He's going to be on the podcast. We're going to be talking Major Bendy's. Big rubber guys. So these guys, uh, you know, him and Cardona, Brian Myers, they're producing wrestling action figures in the vein of Just Toys Bendems and in yeah. the vein of WWF LJNs. It'll be fun to talk to him about that whole process. Get I'm really idea. interested in how, yeah, how get a, they get, got that going. Yeah. And, you know, get an idea maybe who they've got coming out in the coming years and, hey, maybe we can do a, like an impromptu TBT-BBT with some bendies or something Ooh. like that. That would be fun. That'd be fun, yeah. huh? Yeah. I'd love that. A little that. rapid round of bendy talk next week. So, yeah, looking forward to it, guys. Welcome to the Toy Cast. Toy Cast. You up the super soakers for the time blast. Time blast. Make your tail spin from the launch pad. Launch pad. It's the time blast. Time of the Toy Cast. We know the facts well, straight out the half shell. Bringing that TGRI in the landfill. Yeah. Three Caballeros on the move, no duck bill. Cause they're the right brothers to take flight. It's so real. Every time last guaranteed to cover that. Be kind of rewind like blockbuster back. Yeah. Got reviews, have you looking for the red flag and bigger noses than Mark Summers on the show hand, so get your notepad, we talking about collectibles, Collectible. to the seal, know the value's exceptional, uh, as it can be from TV to the VHS, yeah. Power Rangers, Star Wars, yeah. He-Man, Playsets, yeah. Transformers, G.I. Yeah. Joe with Destro, yeah. like Bryce with the glow, power from Nintendo. Nintendo, so many toys you will never know, never know. welcome to Toy Cast. here we go.